next on the list is a new, a new one category. that we added literally yesterday yeah. or today, um, which is titled Best Mechanics, which we've put in because we noticed a couple of times uh, there are games that do... Uh, say do things yeah they have they have mechanics within them that are very unique and very special that don't shine in other categories the, the, the thing that really pushed me for this was like i was thinking like we're not going to do it but i was thinking like games of the decade stuff like that yeah it's 2020 and i was like okay one of my favorite games of the last 10 years was xcom 2 yeah and it's not going to fit in any of these categories no, yeah but it is still it's a thing that's but all, that mechanical. Game is all mechanics yeah. so there needs to be something in there so this is gonna be a kind of a loose category of like kind of hard to describe we'll kind of describe exactly the bit that we're picking out yeah really but it is generally like it's not just there, there, it's more specific than gameplay yeah there, there, are, there are specific mechanics that we want to talk about but they work in a a gameplay hole that is yeah totally so so we have yeah there are wilds uh which i'm guessing is the time loop stuff is that we'll get into it yeah okay, sure our wilds john wick hex baba is you wilmot's warehouse disco elysium Devil May Cry 5, My Friend Pedro. Yeah. So, Outer Wilds, is that time loop stuff? Outer Wilds is, like, kind of that whole game, because it's not just... Mechanics is a weird way of describing it, but, like, yes, the whole, like, 22-minute loop thing is kind of the core of it, which is, like, as an idea, is super interesting, but, like, every part of that game feels like something that shouldn't be possible, like so there was a really good article i love reading articles and i keep i send you them every now and then of like or even tweets of like here's this weird technical thing we had to do to get yeah. this to work yeah. properly i like reading those so jumping in our wilds is one of them where when you jump yeah your character doesn't move the world moves because it was the only way technically they could get the jumping to work properly oh, wow. in all situations that you need to be able to do it. Okay. Like, it's that level of thing. So, like, yes, there's a 22-minute loop, but there's the fact that, like, the 22-minute loop is, like, a core part of the narrative. Yeah. And also, like, it's a core part of the narrative. It directly affects, like, what parts of... You have to be in specific places at specific times to get right. And also, like, there are just other bits of mechanics of, like, the fact that they don't explain anything to you and you just have to have the knowledge on how stuff works. Yeah. So there's a, there's a specific part of that game which is like, I suppose, we're getting into spoiler territory here. So there's a whole section of that game where which is talks about quantum mechanics. Yeah. Right? So, and you get to a point near the end game which is like, in order for you to be able to do the thing you need to do, you need to know the three rules we've established for quantum for the quantum how quantum works, the world, yeah. right? You need to know that, like, um, you need to know that, like, you can move by being a part of or be, by touching the quantum thing. Yeah, photos are as good as looking at things in terms of quantum, and I can't, uh, I can't remember what the third one is. But you need to learn these things in order to, be able to do it, and like, it's been there the whole time. Yeah, like it's all obvious if you know what to look at. But the fact that like you're getting this knowledge as and i think that's the other big mechanic is the loop and it's the the way that that game works where like the, the thing that people are saying is not 100 true now that i know what the end game is such so as i haven't finished it finished yeah. it but i know the the final thing i could start a new game and immediately go and do it yeah because all, i've heard the, that before, because the only yeah. thing the only thing you've got is knowledge of where things are what th- how things work yeah and the knowledge of all of that kind of stuff. So you can start a new game and finish that game in one go. In fact, there's an achievement for it. Yeah. 
Um, and that is so... That is so... Like, a game that entirely relies on you entirely encapsulating all of this knowledge and going, what the fuck is actually happening here? Yeah. And then tying that to your, the system on your ship of, like, the only thing that survives the 22-minute loop... Knowledge. Is knowledge and, like, the tree of knowledge that you've built up at this point. Yeah. And it'd be so easy for that game to not have that and just be like, nah, fucking you figure it out with notebooks. Yeah. The fact it gives you that thing of, like, here's how this thing links to this thing. There's something here you haven't found yet. There's a whole extra, like... That's, and that ties back in narratively and yeah and that's the bare minimum that it needs to be able to make that game workable um and it's just it's it's mechanically glorious that yeah. it's really is just astounding and like the the the, Ash, the the ember twins or the 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 twin planets were like the sand from one planet is being sucked into the other planet and it fills one up and clo- yeah and all of giants oh god yeah it's it's thick with mechanics that game, with two C's. John, <laughs> uh, John Wick Hex. Um, yeah. The main mechanic of that game is the timeline. Yeah. Uh, where everything that happens is turn based. Uh, well, not it, kind of turn based, but not really. Yeah. Everything happens on a progression of time, where every action takes a certain amount of time, and every enemy that comes in gets their own timeline that interacts with yours. Yep. Where you can see if that enemy is going to like say walk out of a door and shoot you mm. you know how long that's going to take and you therefore know how long you have to react to exactly. it so you can then say well this is going to take 0.8 of a second but i can roll in 0.6 of a second and get out of the way yeah. into a safe area it then leads into this amazing sort of like dance that this game does where it's all these people interacting with each other just over a timeline yeah and you're having to worry about multiple people doing multiple things all at once but it never really gets all overwhelming no because it's really visual and really obvious because they do it in blocks the th- and the thing that's to me about that was like games have been trying to solve that problem for a long time where like you look at like like licensed games for like any action movie or yeah. like any of that kind of stuff where like it's trying to emulate or even just like genuine general action games the ways that games try and emulate like the the hollywood precedents that people have like that your star that your your main characters having those things of like they know they're about to be shot and can dodge out the road yeah like every game so far that's trying to do that has had some kind of like it's slow down or it's like a like a flash of inspiration like a red thing off to the side you know something's getting shot and all kind of stuff this does exactly that but does it in like this super methodical visual way of like clean you're gonna get shot in a half second and you can get out of that if you do this play this right like the fact that the solution to that problem is not like cool graphics or action it's like here's fucking give you here's fucking adobe premiere right like let's sort it it via this it all feeds into the general feeling of that game where that game is the it's the most thing where it's like a mechanic lets you feel like a character totally where that timeline because you you have all the information and you can do all this stuff based on that information that timeline gives you you feel a lot like john wick and it is because you know exactly that I'm going to get shot from the back in 0.5 of a second so I can push this guy into the wall, yep. take him down before that guy comes around the corner. Yep. I can then take him out, steal his pistol, shoot him. And even and... like even like the the um, affordances it gives you where like, it's it, we talked about it when we did the video for it, but like the, the problem with a lot of other turn-based games is like, you have to be so cautious because if somebody comes, if, if, if a surprise happens at any point, you're just fucked. Like the amount of, the amount of missions I've lost in like XCOMs and stuff like that, where like, yeah. oh, you 
why would you why you ran yeah like you ran to a point and suddenly you're being flanked and you're just dead yeah like the fact that it goes like no no, no like if something new appears like we're gonna stop everything and, yeah, and let you do it reset time as he yeah. as you would as opposed to being like nah you've committed like yeah you're i'm running now. over there exactly like those three people yeah. um it's such a smart it's a, it was is a really clever mechanical system that is also it seems so obvious and so simple. Totally. You look at like, it. Why, go, why, is nobody done why is nobody just giving exactly. you a visual representation of time? And also, and... also coming from like Bethel Studios, who are at this point known for like what are essentially like visual novels yeah. and a platformer that did exceptionally well. Like yeah. for them to for them to make that turn and being like, let's not look at this like an action game. Let's look at this like a fucking audio yeah like, like a strategy software. like yeah it's um it's it, very it's, cool it's an amazing thing yeah baba is you there's nothing like baba is you no and like it's it's the slow realization of the power that this that, thing has that video that we recorded of baba is you is one of the weirdest moments and like i've had people like message me before been like that video is really good because you can just tell that your mind breaks yeah yes. like, it is the, the, the experience of playing that thing for the first time is you suddenly going Oh, oh yeah wait a minute totally. like that's so everything can be anything and, totally yeah like it, it's the it's the one it's one of the early levels where like it's exceptionally hard to explain in words so watch the video but yeah. like the fact that you can change the thing that you directly control away from baba to being something else yeah and it's like I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like when you change it to be river is you, are yeah. you just moving this Move river the river? Yeah, it was in, in, the, in the video it was when I changed it to be like wall is you. Yeah, well, and it, you take control of a whole building. Yeah, and you're just it, like yeah. moving this building and you're like, oh wait, this breaks every yeah, part of Suddenly my head. everything is yeah. out of the window. And it and... does get I will say though, like it does get confusing's the wrong word, but it it either doesn't it my experience with that game is that either I either missed a lesson it was trying to teach me, mm-hmm. or some of its internal rules don't gel with what's in my head. Where right, like yeah. once they start adding the and, where like something and something is something, right? It felt like those rules don't are not consistent enough. Where like sometimes you'll push two things together and I'll go nah, and you're like I don't know why you're not letting right, me do okay, this. Sure. This feels like a thing you should let me do. Yeah, like it makes logical and grammatical sense like why is it not why does thing? it not happen yeah um but yeah uh Wilmot's warehouse that game is all mechanics and well, it's not and it's, it's a mechanic, you make mechanic. Up, it's a mechanic that you make up in your own head totally like um, the idea like again like watching that doing me doing that video with you of like here's my immaculately um organized warehouse you going why the fuck are they there yeah. why would you that was, put a, that, that, that was that? another thing people messaged me about and were like um you sounded legitimately angry when you were recording that video and I was like, yeah, I was. He was like being fucking stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. like why would you put the parasols next to the other triangular yeah. things? It's like, because it's triangular. Oh. It was, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's an organization game where the organization is entirely in your own head. Totally. And if you've ever interacted with, if you've ever done retail, yeah. and you've ever worked with people in that sort of situation, that never works when no. you're trying to explain it to other no, people. No, no, no. But, it's internally consistent, and that's all that matters when you're playing. I couldn't play that game two-player like at all. No, I've tried. But when you play it singular, it suddenly becomes this amazing thing of like, this person wants six of those waves. Like, where did I put the waves? The waves are with the rest of the beach stuff. Yeah, just down in the bottom left. And it's 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 a game where oh no shit I realized no it's not it's next to all the boat stuff. Yeah, because waves cause and waves and you're just yeah. Like... So it's. The the game to a certain extent ends up playing with your own head, totally. and it is 
it's a weird mechanic, but it is a cool mechanic. It's also like the fact that there are because I went into the code, well, not the code. I looked in the asset files. There are five hundred items in that game. Oh, God. <laughs> so like, it is. So I played. There was my game. I tried a two-player game, and then I did a new game with you for the video. Yeah. And like, there were a lot of items in there I did not see again and any of the other in games, any of the yeah. other games so there's a lot in there that you can be like fucking organize this fuckers like yeah where are you gonna put cricket when you've got nothing that's related got to no any sports. of that figure this cricket back there's out. a circle put it with the circles that we find yeah um yeah so that um disco elysium i assume this is the internal monologue system right it's yeah it's kind of the internal monologue system and how that ties into skills mm. because this is like it's a is a proper not revolution, but is an entirely new way of thinking about RPG skill systems. Totally, yeah. That is, that I want more people to use. Yes. Because it is genius, where it is all of your skills are different facets of your own mind, where and they, and the different facets of your own mind will sit and talk to you as you're doing mm-hmm. stuff in the world. But the only they only talk to you about stuff that is relevant to them, and mm. they will only talk to you if they pass the skill check yeah where so the character i played was very high intelligence and not very physical um so his physical body didn't talk a lot yeah but it talked up enough where the things that it did know about like electrochemistry so mm-hmm. he's smart so he understands drugs it talked up enough in the right situations yep. to be able to go i could still see where this is going totally. but then most of the conversation was dominated by your intelligent mind yep. so it was a lot of logic a lot yep. of rhetoric a lot of so you could play that game in entirely different ways yeah and have completely different conversations there must be are... so much dialogue in that game that neither of us are going to see absolutely because i'm not i'm not playing an intelligent character i'm playing a empathetic character so like all emotion, my i'm yeah. doing emotional intelligence yeah which also like as i'm assuming the pure intelligence one does like has fucked me oh yeah like, totally completely yeah. where like so there's an, there's an opening one of the opening sections in fact it's the very opening section where um you leave your your um hotel room horrendously hungover yeah and there's the woman out there that you have your first conversation with because my emotional intelligence was so high mm. i get backed into a corner about basically trying to chat her up Oh, right, yeah. Because And I couldn't escape it because it was like, your emotional intelligence leads you down this road and then suddenly fucking cul-de-sacs you and go so like, that's the, here's the next sentence it's you the have thing, to say. It's the, it's the thing that the, the system does really well as well where when you start listening to the part of your brain, it does a very human thing where because you're listening to your own head, it sounds like the right thing to do. Totally. And you're like, that's exactly this, this is so, natural, like this is what happens. So the end result of that conversation with me is going like, oh, like, so you're reading her and she's obviously distressed and you're trying to yeah. help her. And you lead her, yes, I'm being, this is all good and I'm feeling, and I guess the end, and it's like, you basically backed into this thing where like, I think the exact line is, you. it says like, in quotes, like this the option in quotes is, I want to make fuck with you. I oh think yeah, it's the exact sounds, line. Yeah, that sounds. And like then it, I was like, "There's that line," and then there's a line underneath it going, "I'm not going to fucking say that." And yeah. I clicked that, and it was like, like the empathetic part of my brain like overrode everything else. Yeah. I'm like, no, of course you're going to say that. It's going to work. It will be glorious. Yeah. And you say it, and she just goes, "The fuck," and walks away. Yeah, exactly. Which, considering where that story goes, yeah. I never felt like more of a fucking monster than I did at yeah, that part. Yeah, especially with that character. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the it's it's also the fact that it is. Which is which is a thing that like other games have done, where it is like 
you're high enough skill, you pick yeah, the yeah. thing. Yeah. But this game does it in the background, so you never see you never see skill checks that you fail. Yes. So you only ever see the ones that pass. So it feels the feeling I got off of it was a lot like a feeling at an actual tabletop role playing session. Sure. Where you're doing things on the fly based on what you think your character does and the DM has to react to it. Yeah. In this game, that is you building that character in the way that you want. Totally. And then having that character react to the world. It's very much like, rather than... It was the thing I like about, like, the Apocalypse World systems where, Mm. like, all the DMs in those games are told... And basically all the versions of the rule sets I've said is, like, ask your players what they are interested in in this setting as opposed to you as yeah. opposed to you writing a writing a story and going like here's the story we're doing yeah like the sprawl the cyberpunk one that i was playing was like what you ask the players like what are the parts of this kind of genre that yeah you're a interested lot of in? the, the all the apocalypse world systems do that so I, so and that's kind of what you're doing here is like you're creating a character to be like i want to see what a person who is like pure meat is yeah. going to react to in this remarkably complex world oh, it's incredible yeah like the and yeah, it's just, it's such a an interesting idea that has really reframed how RPG skill systems and like talking to people should be done. Do you remember this time, when did Tourney come out? Two years ago? Tourney was like three years ago, four years, years ago. ago. Remember sitting, having a conversation about how amazing the the fact that it highlighted words that you could hover over to yeah. get lore about? Yep. This then evolves that system further to be like, you don't even highlight it anymore because, like, you know about this thing because you've got points in this thing. So that part of your brain will just say, by the way, this is what this, this is. god is this yeah. thing and does this stuff. And, like, especially, like, the the uh, kind of the skill for, like, um, visual something. Visual calculus. Calculus, which is, like, I can look at a situation and go, I think I, I know what happened. Is, yeah. um, like, seeing that, like, the way that that talks and yeah, the 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 fact that all the skills have their own like personality, totally. they all talk in different ways. But the way that talks, like it's ra- ra- is a much better way of conveying that information as opposed to your traditional options, which are a third character will then say, "Well, yeah. it looks like this car did yeah. X, Y, and Z," or it'll be like just a slab of text to be like, "Here's the like, or even or even even the the most infuriating one, which was you can see that option in a skill check, and you know you can't pick it. Yeah, you don't have a skill that's because high you're enough. like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like yeah. And the thing that the thing that I really like, which is a, we. You sit, we sit and talk about the the way that the the brain interacts with you, but then it's not it's not there for all the characters to be like for like for like empathy to fuck you up, yeah, or yeah. like whatever. It's like when it really gets down to it, the the different facets of your brain help actual police work in different yeah, ways. Totally. Where it was like it fascinated me because there's, there's a scene in that game where you're really interrogating this one guy mm-hmm. that like really grilling him, and he, you're doing it in front of a group of his mates. And, like, my very intelligent character, like, came in, instantly visual calculus took over and mm-hmm. was like, there are, like, six guys here, here's what they look like, and did is this, all the is this information the, thing. the union in the, the... In the bar? In the bar? Yeah. yeah okay. So he, he did all that and scanned the room and, like, figured out who it was. Weird. Oh, come visual calculus, that. visual calculus, but then, like, some, I can't remember who it was, it may have been empathy or something like that, took over and saw one of the guys and it was like this guy looks shaky yeah like there's something off about him so you start grilling this guy um and rhetoric who when you're dealing with like witnesses or your own head or something like that is kind of just a cocky asshole yeah and it's like 
rhetoric just really likes arguments and yeah, discussion and debate and the, all that sort of stuff. It's the fucking alt-right part of your yeah, brain. Yeah, exactly. Like, debate but me. suddenly <laughs> when you start doing police work, he he switches on and becomes about like, you need to deal with this line of questioning. Yeah. And it's like, if you deal with this line of questioning, it's going to lead you down this way, which means he's going to react in this way. So I get, as an empathetic character, I get the opposite. Yeah. Where... I get to the part of a conversation and my empathy skill perks up and goes, you probably don't want to go down this road so anymore. So yeah, you get, I I had enough empathy where I got that. Yeah. So, so I got it from two sides, but then rhetoric, the best situation I ever saw it in was you're grilling the guy and you're talking to him about some subject and you keep pressing him about it and then rhetoric takes over and says the guy at the corner of your eye that visual calculus saw mm-hmm. that was a bit shaky suddenly goes, when you press this guy about it, this guy starts reacting weirdly. Yeah stop talking to him start pressing this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. and your rhetoric just takes over and you turn over and it flips over it's genius it's, it's so such smart. A smart system and it's all elegant and in the background and you never really talk you never really actively do anything but it's all entirely based on the character that you want to build totally. which is and it all it all great. feels natural like no part of it was like oh i see the seam of like yeah here's where this conversation would go if i didn't yeah, have like the ex- the the differences that we would have in conversation totally. based on what we built would totally. be... And there's one very specific situation that I would know would have gone entirely different if I had a different character, yeah. which I'll talk about later. Sure, but, sure. But yeah, um, that's a cool system. Then we cry five. The the mechanic that I, I, I was want to talk about is the fact that three characters have three different combat systems. Oh, right. Yes. And I forgot about that. They're all really different and they're all amazing. It's yeah. it's staggering that these guys can make three different characters that um, vary in such high regard, but all feel great. Yeah. Where Nero is your base level, like has a sword, has a gun. Yeah. Really easy. But the his robot hand mm. has like different things it can do, where it yeah. can be like a shock or like a pull yeah. or like a boost or whatever, which is the character you start off with in the game. So the game really slowly introduces this idea of like. Hey, there's a lot more going on here than like you can just hit stuff with the sword or whatever. But yeah, see, yeah. if you start getting into what this character can do, you start being able to like jump in the air, pull a guy to you, boost across a room, yeah, do yeah. crazy combos and stuff like that. And as someone who's played all the Devil May Cry games, it really likes character action combos. Sure. Like that. I saw that and went, "Fuck, that's brilliant! Right. Like, you can do so much with this." And then you play as V, who is a character who does not want to be involved in combat at all. No, if he gets hit twice, he dies. Yep. So he is at the back. And he summons his bird and his panther and they do all the fighting for him. Mm. And it's on the same... It's like your bird is on your gun button and the panther's on your sword button. But you are detached. So all the comboing is happening in front of you but you're controlling this other character in the background moving around, weaving in and out, trying not to get hit. Sometimes reading poetry which is also really cool thing. Because he actually reads it out as he's doing it. Yeah, so if you hold right trigger he charges his devil trigger just by reading his book which is just poetry and he says it aloud as... As you are doing combos with two different entities at two different ends of a room, yeah, but still merging them in the middle to do all this stuff, like your bird can knock someone up that can the panther yeah, can yeah. jump on, and then to kill something, V has to teleport to them and stab him with his cane. Yeah, so you have to put yourself in danger for a little bit, then get out, then reset, and then you get your devil trigger where you summon your big golem and everything just gets massacred. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing system, especially yeah. in a game that is all about fast paced you being involved combat totally. to have someone very detached yep. is amazing totally and then you get to Dante and Dante is like it's like both of the, it's not even like both of them it's like every other Devil May Cry game on crack yeah where it is like 
you have a sword and you have a gun, but the gun can be three different guns and the sword right. can be four different swords. Right, I forgot about this. And Dante also has stances. He has four different stances that change what his character signature ability does. Yeah. So it can either be like a dodge or it can open up stuff to do with his sword where like his signature thing of like spinning the scythe mm-hmm. the juggle thing is only on the swordmaster thing right and his signature thing of like flipping the shotgun around his head is only on the gunslinger thing right right and then he has a fourth one where his ability is just a parry oh and suddenly my mind was entirely blown with that of like fuck he's got a parry now right so you can suddenly do really risky shit <laughs> parry one move and have an opening and go back into it yeah and like you can swap guns and swords mid combo and everything all combos together perfectly. Right. So you can do a whole thing of like juggling someone up in the air with two different guns, swapping to Swordmaster, juggling them with the thing, swapping back, juggling them more, having them land, punching them with the thing, getting your fucking uh, chain sword hands that are made out of your motorbike, yeah. doing a big spin, swapping back. It's incredible the amount of variance that you can get like that and it never i don't know if this never was a thing for me because i've played them all before but it never felt overwhelming right because the game spends a lot of time building and building and building from nero to v to then very slowly introducing all the weapons with dante and stuff it's brilliant it's such a smart thing nice um and then my friend pedro is just awesome like the cool it's 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 kind of hokey and it's not no it is and it's like it's it fully commits to the thing it's doing in a really dumb yeah, way. Yeah. And I really Where it wanted... just wants to make you look like a cool action hero jumping through windows. Totally. And doing cool but I'll, I'll also flips. say that, like, as a person who was not very good at that game, yeah. you look real dumb when you fuck it up. Oh, yeah, sure. This is very easy for you to not. But you. Like, the idea of the. And it gives you slowdown where you can, like, time all this yeah. out. And you can, like, jump through a window, blow up a barrel that causes pe- someone to become bits. Yeah, mid-air kick someone's head into someone else, land on a skateboard. The skateboard was the play where I went, awesome. okay, game, okay. Um, like, like kick, go, fl- kick, kick flick it up and then kicking the skateboard into someone was yeah, very cool. so good, like, kicking it into someone while you're firing your guns behind you at someone else. And yeah. It was just this, like, amazing ballet that you could make if you totally. were good enough. It was just a cool thing yeah, that totally. I really liked. Um, okay. Mechanics. So... I think it's John McHex. I think that's such a cool solution to that yeah, problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um... I think it's Disco Elysium yep. because, like, hey, if there's a mechanic that revolutionizes the genre, probably it's, is it is, up it, is, there. it was an entirely new way of thinking about it, and yeah. it was genius. Um, yeah. And I think it's Outer Wilds because there's stuff in there that I can't even talk about. Yeah, that I, is just like you look at something, and you're like, you're not actually doing the thing that it looks yeah. like you're doing, right? And then it hundred percent does it. Yep. Um. So. Is it Disco Elysium? I think it might be Disco Elysium. So the, so yeah, the the, I I would think it would be Disco Elysium because yeah. it is, it's something in a genre that I've spent a lot of my life playing, and that has done something that I've never seen before. Fully, and it's something that I looked at and instantly went. It's kind of like John Mark Hex as well, where I saw it and went, "Why has no one done that before? Yeah, totally. That's such a smart idea. It it reflects like your character build. It reflects. It mean it means that you're not seeing something and being like oh fuck i wish i could have done totally. that and it feels personal and it feels individual we know it's because per- we're having different yeah, things exactly. together and it's just it's such a strong idea especially in a game like that where it's not there's no combat and yeah. it's all just 
mind talking totally. narrative where you can it now proves that you can do a game like that without combat totally. like it is you don't need combat in a crpg to be able to do something that crpgs are good at for sure yeah, yeah. The, the thing that surprises me about all three of these actually well not so much john mchex actually but like for disco Elysium and wild specifically like the mechanics are not as a they're not there in an effort to make it easier a video game to make it make it easier to build the game right like disco Elysium has to have so much dialogue oh yeah and so the, much the, like the mechanics and stuff behind disco Elysium would not work as well if the writing wasn't as good as it was but it's not even quality it's, of writing it's like physical and a lot of, of it and yeah. like how it all connects together like yeah. i'd love to see how their tooling works of being like oh yeah how you connect like, all like of the these trees different and things. the pathways and yeah stuff? like yeah. if you have this empathy here's this thing and this is this talks that yeah and then outer wilds is, is another one which is like i don't know how that game is built like i genuinely can't comprehend yeah. that thing being what it is yeah in a way that makes any sense because it just breaks every single fucking rule out there yeah like it does the remember like remember i mean this was a number of years ago but you remember when like uncharted 2 came out and they made a big big the deal train up, level the train level and like they made a big deal about the fact that like no all of that clambering and mantling stuff like works on any surface and any surface can move and flip and fucking oh okay all that kind of stuff like that is like a tuesday for our wilds yeah that is like we are doing wild shit to these levels constantly yeah and all of the internal rules still work all of this it's it's and yeah and like the amount of yeah the the, the stuff is just crazy yeah. in there um i i do as much as i i, I think our world is an incredible thing i yeah. think disco elysium is a thing that you can look at and go like more people because you can't take anything from outer worlds and go i'm going to take this and put it in my game yeah like disco elysium is the thing that's like this is going to change a genre yeah like people more, are going to more have people to... should do what disco elysium or not, does. not even just do it like not be happy with the way it was before yeah like i think between this and stuff like tyranny and all that kind of stuff where you're like this is so fundamentally changed the genre which yeah. has generally either been non-existent or static for like 10 so this years is, so th this is the thing that um you you can draw a parallel a lot of the time between Disco Elysium and Planescape Torment. I heard a lot of people they say that. They are incredibly similar games right. when you look at it, even at a surface level. Right. Like, they're both about amnesiacs, they both yeah, have yeah. a ton of writing, like, but Planescape Torment has combat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But it is... It's, it's still rolling dice in the background for combat. Like, that's yeah, the thing I think that's is the, the difference. Thing, that's the thing that's there. But the thing that Disco... The thing that Planescape Torment did was did a really good job of introducing a world and explaining mm -hmm. a world to the player but also then having the rules changed but doing it all basically through narrative yeah like not combat it's all basically basically you can get through 99 percent of planescape torment without combat right you can just talk mm -hmm. and that's what the game that game in 1999 showed yeah. that you can do this without totally. without combat you totally. can do it uh, and then nobody Everybody, obviously, I still hold Planescape Torment in high regard, and everybody does. Mm, yeah. But nobody touched that idea forever. Mm. Everybody went back and went, "Oh, it's Baldur's Gate. Like, you go yeah, yeah. build a party, fight stuff." It always felt like, like it, it always felt like with those games, everyone I came across, there was like two separate parts of the studio. Right? There's the ones working on the D and D combat section, and then there's the narrative section. Yeah. Where you're like, they fit together and they play off each other, yeah. but it's still like there's these two parts of the game. But like 
the thing that makes me really excited about stuff like Disco Elysium or Disco Elysium specifically is that like if I wanted a detective game or like some kind of like non-combat focused thing yeah. like some adventure like an explorer thing like i can now get i could theoretically now get that in a crpg yeah so i can add stats to the adventure games I they like. have taken they have taken a game that proved that you could do a game without combat even yeah. though it did have combat you can entirely strip the combat out of it and still use a solid character building skill system yeah. and have it reflect in the narrative in such a positive way totally that yeah you could do all sorts of settings and this sort of idea like not, ju- not just like post-revolution detective totally. you could yeah. be explorers you could do cyberpunk you could do totally. a whole bunch of stuff in this yeah that it's it is it could mark like a sea change in this genre where people start splitting off and totally. being like we can do it we just we don't need the combat we can just go do this yeah. which was it's... always which was always the weakest part of those games for me and it's why i never did them yeah like especially like when you add like fantasy on top of it and you're like i don't want to click on a goblin for a while i'll give me more of the story like yeah, talk, yeah. give me more mink like give me that give stuff. you more minsk and minsk sorry yeah. um well that's like if you play playing state torment that's that's what that, that is that might be the thing right yeah and um, so yeah so i'm gonna say disco elysium is our winner of best mechanics i think with uh outer wilds and john wick hex yep being a runner-up happy with that um yeah, I'm glad this category's here because it, it was it was something needed to happen. It was, was missing sort of, from yeah, a lot of stuff. We were missing it. Um, cool. Looks good. Yep. Next up, we have a negative category. Yeah, which is the only here, negative category we have, I think. Uh, which is most disappointing. Um, this can be disappointing for many reasons. Yes. But. So we have Anthem, Death Stranding, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, Wolfenstein Young Bloods. Is it Young Bloods? Young Blood. Young Blood. Singular. I okay. Think. I'll check. Uh, and Greedfall. Um, right, I'd forgotten about Greedfall. Yeah. So, quickly run through this. Um, Anthem kind of talked about in yeah. Vegas News about why that's kind of disappointing. Um, mainly because it demoed really well. Or not demoed really well. Looked like it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then just had more and more layers of terrible put on top of it. Yeah. It really was an echo of it really was an echo of Destiny 1 for me, where it was just like, this all seems cool, but and I'm looking forward to seeing the other variety they've got in here, and just yeah. like... They never... Nope. Yeah, it was it was nope. that, but it never had its, like, Taken King moment of, like, yeah, exactly. swinging back. Yeah, and... like, it never... Yeah. And it's it's also weird in this character, because neither of us played it. Yeah. just like, I was just disappointed that I didn't... We, play, we played, the, like, played the beta and stuff like that, but it was like, that's kind of it. Um, the Death Stranding, I assume you put that on Yeah. There. That game's really bad. <laughs> is it bad? Yes. But is it disappointing? I mean, it's a Hideo Kojima game. I was disappointed that he made it. But it was bad. after everything you'd seen about what that game was going to be up to the point where it released, it's kind of everything it thought it was good. I'm I'd... not defending Like, I'm not defending it. Like, it is in my top five. Oh, you... Why? But for <laughs> very specific reasons. Ugh. <sighs> It's not a good game. No, it's not. But I also don't think it's particularly disappointing. Okay, I can understand that because it didn't yeah. show very well either. But um, Rebel Galaxy, like, man, that was a bummer. Yeah, it just kind of happened, and it was like, oh, it is just more of this. It's so the, the Rebel Galaxy was. We loved Rebel Galaxy. Rebel Galaxy was fucking Ooh. great. Um, 
love broadsiding and yeah. spaceships. That was great. And then they said we're gonna make a like space sim hey, first you, person. Hey, do you remember freelancer? Freelancer style game. And we went fuck yeah. These are the guys to pull it off. They made Rebel Galaxy. This will be great. And they kind of did. But then it's game entirely populated by doing the same stuff over and over again. It was the problem. With a story that's like paper thin. It was the problem I had with Freelancer where, but like Freelancer was the first one to do that. Or was like, this is cool. But then you realize eventually at some point where you're like, oh, it's more of this yeah, with a story. It's just this. But yeah. also like, I really got into Freelancer modding. Yeah. I like throwing a bunch of mods and like, here's new fucking ridiculous ships. And yeah. here's all this kind of stuff. That Rebel Galaxy I love to have. Like I have literally not booted it up since the first five hours i nah, played it yeah i was like oh like yeah um wolfenstein youngblood fuck me that game is disappointing yeah that was sad that was yeah. like i knew it wasn't like we already knew it wasn't going to be like a traditional wolfenstein game yeah. but like even if i had a touch of wolfenstein 2 in a co-op shooter yeah i was going to be happy with that mm-hmm. but instead what they had was this weird like pseudo open world procedurally generated mission like uh, yeah go it, do it, this it was like three maps that had... like seven was it there's like the three towers and then like okay. six areas or I something like that. Just the same. yeah um, i mean yes they did is the other where part you don't do anything very much different in nope. each of the the maps the there's like a character building system with like a skill tree and stuff which isn't terrible yeah um but then it's like it, it plays it off as, like, you can play this character however you want, but then stealth is useless. And, Completely. Like, there's no point in doing stealth whatsoever. And, like, all the the guns have specific damage types that you need for specific armor types. Yeah. And it ends up being really awkward and things just respawn way too fast. So you totally. feel like you're just slogging through everything. It was just really dull. Like, it, it ended up being really dull. boring. And, and we, we put more time into that than we probably shouldn't have because we kept going like, okay, let's at least get to like the first tower. Yeah. Like the first thing, like core part of it. And it was like, yep, it's more of that. It's just that it's with like, like no cool story in it or anything. Like it, it was, was just dull. Uh, it was super dull. And it didn't have any of the stuff that we liked about Wolfenstein. No. Like the shooting was fine. Yeah. But like, it basically just didn't have any of the humor. It didn't have any of the like really cool storytelling. Yeah. It was just like, Okay, and there was there actually was a lot of story. Like after the opening sections, there just basically wasn't any story. Yeah, they barely until... told anything. Yeah, it was, it was really sad, weird. And then Greedfall, which is the yeah, that was a personal one. Yeah, um, because uh, spiders, who are um, developed makers of fine B video games, which I, I enjoyed very much, yeah. like Mars Warlogs and the Technomancer. Um, I told you about the Technomancer uh, multiple times, yeah. Man, uh, that I, I kind of there was a soft spot in my heart for those games of like Your favorite game that you cannot recommend to yeah, anyone. Yeah, I was like, man, they're really trying, and there's some really cool ideas in here, but fuck me, you can't play this, and the writing's awful. But that was kind of part of its charm. And then they made Greedfall, and I was like, cool, new Spiders RPG, let's go. I want to see what they do with this one, and like, it's like fine. Yeah, like the combat's all right. It's not brilliant, but it's like fine, and the writing's really predictable, right? And stale, and like you you know exactly where it's going from the moment you land on that island, and it does all the things. It doesn't do anything interesting. It just it basically just wants to be. It's no, it's no, it's a B movie that's gone beyond and is really trying to like 
trying to push its chops and it's it has gone past what i actually wanted out of those games was for it to be right bad enough to where it was interesting and it's now gone to where it's too good to be interesting it's not good enough to be yeah exactly good but it's not bad enough to be interesting yeah and that was really sad are we at the point where because we almost did it last year but are we at a point where we can now do Focus Home Interactive Game of the Year? Uh, potentially, yeah. Because, like, Playtale was them as well this year. Yep. Uh, Asobo Studios, um, who are the guys that developed it? Developers of um, Zoo Tycoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> that Xbox One game. <laughs> and I've worked on, like, a bunch of other, like, side stuff and a bunch of, like... I mean, potentially, they pu- they're publishing, like, a lot. Like, a lot of stuff. But specifically, the developers for that game were, yeah. like... I think they also did... I'm just checking this now. Yeah, they did Garfield 2 as well. Like, right. they really stepped Solid. up their game this year. Um, um, but, yeah, Gre- Greedfall was just disappointing because it wasn't the Spiders RPG that I wanted. Like, it wasn't bad enough. I wanted the Technomancer, but in colonialism, like, yeah. that's what I wanted. But I yeah. didn't get that. I got some really generic middle-of-the-road RPG that yeah. was kind of dull. Should we add... And again, this is kind of more of a personal one, but should we add Outer Worlds to this list? Because as far as I know, that is a very good one of those games. Like, I, it wasn't really disappointing. It just sort of fell off. Like, it wasn't... But that, that's what I mean. Like, I was disappointed because I was finally like, I'm playing a fucking Fallout game. Like, yeah. I don't like these games. This is good. And then it just kept going. I mean, yeah, like, I, I got to, like, towards the end of that game and then it got really dull. I don't... I wouldn't say it was disappointing because the stuff I did play of it I enjoyed. Sure. So it's not I don't yeah. think it's that disappointing. It no. just sort of like didn't hit landing. Yeah. Which I think is the problem. Yeah, I think so. I will I maintain that game is unplayable on a controller. I never played it, it on a controller, I've got no idea. Completely missed the point about how controller controls work. Oh good. Like it's just Excellent. Oh, they, like the sensitive oh. anyway, <laughs> Um it's most disappointing. I think it's Wolfenstein. Yes, I, I'm with you. I think was... it's Rebel Galaxy. Yep. Can I have Greedfall? I think you can have can Greedfall. You toss me that because one? I, Anthem feels weird considering we didn't actually yeah. play it, and Death Stranding because I don't agree. Like, not that it's not a good game. I know, no, disappointing it's not is disappointing. Yeah, it's the wrong word to describe that game. It's, in fact, it's most surprising. Where Fucking like, dog shit. Is that game is <laughs> that game is exactly what they said it was going to be, and I enjoyed it as a surprising thing. Oh, why? You're you're such a fucking sick puppy merchant. Yeah, yeah it's it happens. Oh, so it's Wolfenstein, right? Yeah, it's Wolfenstein. yeah. Wolfenstein was horrendously disappointing. Like a game, like I got that game for free with a graphics card, and yeah. I was still disappointed. I know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Most from, a se- def- from a series that is awesome. Yeah. And yeah, um, just did not do it. So yeah, Wolfenstein Youngblood is the. Most disappointing game of 2019 with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw and Greedfall as a follow-up. I'd forgotten about Wolfenstein. I'm glad you put it on I that know. list. I'd yeah, completely I, forgotten when, when about I, it. I noticed that list was really sparse and then I added Greedfall and then I went, oh fuck, fucking Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. The other game I got with my graphics card that wasn't Control. And yeah. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, real, real heavy swings on we that did graphics card. That. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, fuck. Yep. Let's go back to the good ones. Yeah.